This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 263. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode and any discount codes for our sponsors can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 263. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hey mamas, happy Monday. So it's a holiday if you're listening in live time. I'm recording this a couple weeks early. I'm actually recording on a day that I wasn't scheduled to record. I've actually been really careful about scheduling days to record in the last few months, trying to be really on top of my game. But sometimes something just happens and you're like, yeah, so I need to go record right now. And so that's where I'm at today. Something happened that I'm going to talk about today. And I've been having a hard time processing it. And I realized I was like, if I just go record, that might really help me because I have like all these thoughts about the thing. So also the timing works out really well because the way my recording is scheduled and my next upcoming episodes are scheduled, this episode that I'm recording today, the earliest I can have it produced by would be on Labor Day and the day before Vinny starts kindergarten, which is actually related to this story. And I'm having like, I've talked about it a lot on social media and over on Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm like struggling with this kindergarten thing. And I'm trying to figure out, am I struggling? Because 
like this is really a big, huge transition or am I struggling because there's so much hype around it that I see playing out on other people's feeds, like on social media, that it's making me think about it more? Because here's the thing. Vinny's been in full-time care for four years. So it's not like my child has never been away from me or he's not used to being with other kids or having teachers or like all that. He's going to be fine. Now that said, like a couple years ago, for the first two years that we did childcare and preschool, like it was pretty touch and go for a long time. But the last two years have been really, really good. He's just grown so much in terms of his confidence and his ability to like be a good self-advocate and be a leader in the class. And it's just been really, really cool to see. So I feel really confident that he is ready and he will be fine. My emotion around it is tied to like, basically because now he's going to kindergarten, he's pretty much almost 18 and he doesn't need me anymore. Like this is like my constant challenge in life. This is my gift. The other day I was in email. I joked that my gift is worry that I struggle so much to live in the moment because I'm always trying to think of like the thing I need to worry about that might happen in anywhere between like 10 days and 10 years from now. And I've come a long way. I will tell you, I've come a long way in managing all this. But sometimes it still gets the best of me. And so when I think about him going to kindergarten and I think, okay, like this is the school that he's going to be in for the next nine years if everything goes according to plan and think it's a good fit for him. So he's going there for nine years and then he's off to high school and then he's off to college. And like, basically he's practically done needing me and that's just all going to go really fast. And everyone keeps telling me that it just goes faster and faster, especially once they start kindergarten. And I'm like, no, like it's already going too fast. And I mean, those first two years, like could not have been slower. Every day lasted like for 72 hours at least. I mean, some days lasted for like 272 hours. But since then, it's been going plenty fast and I don't need it to go any faster. So I have this anxiety around like, oh my gosh, like now it's really going to pick up. It's going to go even faster. And it's so magical right now. It's so fun. And this summer has been amazing. And I've really been packing in, especially the last few weeks, packing in as much time together as possible because I literally only want to hang out with my kid. Like he's the most fun person in the world right now. And I actually felt kind of guilty the other day because over the weekend, I felt like I hogged him from my husband. I was like, um, Vinny and I are going to go do this and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do this. And we did like all these like fun little events. And I think my husband was like, cool. Like I have stuff to get done. I like, he never indicated that he felt left out, but at the end of the weekend, I was like, maybe I should have asked him if he wanted to do any of that. And he did say, he was like, oh, like next time you do that, maybe I should come along. And I was like, okay, I guess we can invite you. And so next weekend, again, this is like, I'm recording this a couple of weeks before it goes live. So next weekend, which will be a week and a half before school starts, I'm taking him camping for a couple nights with some friends, but my husband can't come because of his work schedule. Then I'm taking him to visit my mom for a few days. So there's like, we have just all these fun little things that are just like mommy and Vinny events, which I'm so excited about and beyond grateful for. But I also feel like it's making the transition even bigger because we're spending so much quality time together right now, which is amazing. But it's also like, I think maybe making it more bittersweet and pulling at my heartstrings a little bit more because I'm recognizing the preciousness of this time and that he thinks it's so awesome that we're hanging out together so much. Like he thinks it's so cool. He did ask me yesterday at breakfast. He's like, mom, so 
can I get married to you? And I said, no, kids can't marry their moms. But the good news is we can always be best friends. And he's like, well, can I marry you when I'm a grown up? I said, no, you still can't marry me when you're a grown up because I'll still be your mom's. Like you can't marry your mom. It's against the law. And he was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to marry Owen instead. I'll tell him tomorrow. So Owen's one of his classmates. <laughs> so I went to school today, this morning, and I was like telling the teachers, I was just like, I said, just a little bit of an FYI. There might be a proposal coming up today because Vinny's not asking. Vinny's telling Owen that they're going to be getting married. So I am very excited to hear at Pickup today, like how that all went. So this is a, for those of you curious about the school situation, Vinny's pre-K goes through the end of this week. So it's the second to last week of August while I'm recording this and his pre-K program, it's a year round childcare program. And so he's been in it the whole summer and this is his last week there. So he's proposing to Owen in his last week, which I mean, I think it's kind of nice that, you know, he's going to get engaged in his last week of pre-K. I mean... It's like he's really growing up and he's grown into such a delightful young man that he's going to go marry his classmate, Owen. I think it's totally appropriate, right? So we're having all these moments like that that are just amazing, but also gut-wrenching because you see the preciousness of these conversations and these moments and you're like, it's not always going to be like this. Like he's probably never going to ask me to marry him again. Like that was a one-time thing, I think. So it's heartbreaking at the same time. Okay. So here's what happened. Oh, this happened yesterday. And this is what prompted me wanting to record this today because it's like my way of processing. And I know I will not be alone in having a lot of anxiety as a result of the situation. And I also want to make sure that everyone knows that like, we still don't know how this situation happened completely. It was completely accidental. No one was at fault. No one got physically hurt, but Vinny was definitely emotionally hurt and maybe a little bit traumatized by it, which then was emotionally traumatic for me. So here's what happened. I had to go run some errands yesterday before Vinny and I were going to go for our little date afternoon to go do a ride around Green Lake. So if you're in Seattle, Green Lake is a lake near my house and it's Vinny and I were going to go for the first time and go ride to the lake, ride around the lake, get ice cream and then ride back home, which is a pretty big ride for a kid who usually rides like four to five blocks to go get brunch. And this is like probably four to five miles total. So it was going to be a big ride. So we had been talking about it. We were all excited and everything. So I was like, okay, Vinny, before we do our bike ride, I have to go run this errand. I'll be back in an hour and you and Papa hang out in the meantime and I'll be back. So I go to run my errand and I come home and I pull into, we park behind our house. And so I pull in behind the house and Vinny's on the back steps and the back door is closed. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. But I figured he was like outside doing something with my husband. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I get out of the car and Vinny like smiles at me, like kind of this weird smile. And he's like, Papa locked the door. And I was like, what? And he's like, Papa locked the door and I can't get in the house. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then, and I had noticed on my phone when I was driving home, I had noticed, so we have ring.com. I'm a big fan. They're not a sponsor of the show, but I love ring. I love the app. I love the camera. So we have a ring camera on our front door and then I have the app on my phone. So I had noticed while I was driving home that there was three ring gives notifications anytime there's motion detected on our front porch. And I get three pop-ups on my phone while I was driving home from my errands that there was motion at our front door. And I'm like, that's weird. But I thought like Vinny and Vince must be like in and out of the house taking care of stuff or doing something. So like they're just in and out and the front door's open and whatever. So every time they go in and out, there's a notification. But I never opened the app because I was driving. So I never opened the app to look at the camera to see what was actually going on. I just had these notifications. So then I get home and Vinny's out by the back door and he's like, yeah, Papa locked the door. 
And so I'm like, okay, well, let's unlock the door and go in. And I unlock the door and my husband is like coming from as if he's just come downstairs and he's walking into the kitchen and I can tell he's just gotten out of the shower, like his hair's still wet. And he's like, hey, and I'm like, Vinny's outside. He says the door's locked. And he's like, what? He's like, no, like I took a shower and he was downstairs playing. So then Vinny is like, yeah, the door was locked, Papa. And we're like, what? Like he was locked out of the house. We don't know how we got out. We're like trying to put together the timeline. And we're also trying to like not make it a big deal because like, I mean, of course, in my head, I am like raging at my husband because I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what's going on here? Can I not leave the house for an hour and like have our child get abducted in the front yard because you locked him out? (laughs) But I didn't say that. So this episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. In his defense, Vinny is such an independent kid that he will go down to the basement and we're in a three-story house. He'll go down to the basement and play Legos. And sometimes you don't hear from him for quite a while. And I like keep an ear out and stuff, but like, it's easy to lose track of him. And if you like, if I go up to the third floor to fold laundry, like I have to check in every once in a while and be like, Hey, like screaming down the stairs, everything good down there. Because literally he will hang out and play it. Like, and this is not me bragging about how easy my kid is because we had a lot of years of screaming to get to this point. But he really plays independently so well that you can't kind of can lose track of him because he's like doing his own thing. And so we think what happened is that he went outside. Like my husband said, he's like, I told him I was going to take a shower. I think maybe Vinny didn't hear that or he didn't remember. And so then we think Vinny maybe went outside looking for Vince and just to like hang out. We don't really know. We don't know how the door got locked from the inside. Like, we couldn't figure that all out, but we also didn't want to like push Vinny too hard and make it more traumatic than it was. So we kind of tried to treat it really lightly, like, oh, wow, like anytime, you know, if that ever happens again, you just knock on the door really hard and you jump on the front porch because then Danny will bark a lot because our dog goes crazy if she thinks there's someone on the front porch. So we're like, you just jump on the front porch a lot and Danny will start to bark and then we'll know that there's someone at the door and we'll come down right away. So we kind of put together this like action plan for if this ever happens again. So we do all that. We talk him through it. He seems pretty fine with the whole thing and he seemed embarrassed by the whole thing. And this is what happens. Like he is a kid who, if he thinks he's done something wrong or if he feels emotional about something, he feels pretty like he kind of just wants to run and hide. And so like, I'm totally like, let's talk about our feelings and process this and like do family therapy, which he's so not into. And so right after we get done with this conversation, he wants to like run downstairs and play Legos and I'm chasing him down the stairs and I'm like, we can talk about your feelings. And if you're feeling scared and he's like, nope, I'm good. Totally good. Like does not want to talk about it. So like my husband and I talk about it a little bit more and he's like, seriously, like, I don't understand how that happened. And I'm like, I know you didn't do anything on purpose and it's just scary. Like he was out in our yard. We don't have a fully fenced yard because then he's not a kid who like takes off from the yard. But I'm like, if he was hanging out there, like, and someone walked by and I don't know, like just my mind goes to crazy places real, real fast. And so I was a little freaked out about it. So my husband's like, okay, like, you know, he's like, I feel horrible and all this stuff. So then he goes to do, finish doing something and I'm in the kitchen and I'm like, remember that I have all these ring notifications on my phone. So I'm like, oh, I like, should I watch these videos? Because it's going to show what I'm suspecting is it's going to show Vinny like coming to the front door and ringing the doorbell. He said he didn't knock, but he's like, I rang the doorbell, but I think my husband couldn't hear the doorbell when he was upstairs and the dog doesn't respond to the ring doorbell because it's like, for whatever reason, like my dog freaks out if the UPS truck drives down the street, but like if someone rings the doorbell, nothing, but if she hears footsteps or a knock, she goes crazy. So like she has all her criteria for like when she chooses to defend us. So Vinny says he rang the doorbell, but the dog doesn't respond to that. So I'm like, okay, I can look at these videos and see what's on the videos. And I'm like, I don't know, do I want to do this? Like, but of course, like I couldn't not look at the videos. Like the curiosity was kind of killing me. So I look at the first video and it's just Vinny ringing the doorbell and he's just standing there and you can see his little face because where the doorbell or the camera set up, it's like at eye level because the camera's on the doorbell. So it's like almost at eye level. So it's just his little face, like at the doorbell 
pushing the button. And he's like, Papa, Papa. <laughs> but like, no big deal. Like, he seems fine. And like, he says Papa a couple times, rings the doorbell, and then he walks away down the front steps. And I can see he's like going around to the side of the house, presumably to come to the back door. So then like four minutes later, there's another video. Okay, this video... I couldn't even watch the whole thing. So I push play and the look on his face, like he hasn't even said anything yet. He just looks very panic stricken and he's ringing the doorbell and he starts crying and he's like, Papa, Papa, you won't open the door for me. And then he just screams. He's like, Papa, well, my husband had the shower going, so he could not hear this. And then I just turned the video off. I was like, I cannot watch this. So I went running back after I watched the second video, I go running back to my husband and I go, oh my God. He played it off like he wasn't that scared, but he was terrified. You should watch the ring video. And my husband's like, I can't watch it. Like, I feel horrible enough. I can't watch this video. So I'm like, okay. I said, but I have to go down and say something to him because we had kind of played it off. Like you did the right thing. You stayed close to the house. And next time, here's what you can do. But like, everything's fine and like, cool. So then I saw this video. I'm like, he was clearly really scared. So I go back downstairs and I'm like, hey, Vince, you know, we have that video camera on the front door. And I looked at it and I saw that you looked really, really scared when you were ringing the doorbell. And he like does not want to, he starts laughing and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I want to play Legos, blah, blah, blah. Like he does not want to talk about it at all. So for like any of my therapists out there listening, like what do you do with a kid like that? Because in my mind, I'm like, I want to make sure that he feels safe and that he feels like if he's scared of something, he can say like, mom, this happened. And I felt really scared rather than feeling like he needed to hide because he felt scared because literally like the whole time I'm trying to talk to him about it, I had him sitting on my lap and he's like just squirming and like arching his back backwards and laughing, like being super avoidant because he clearly like did not want to talk about being scared about it. So I was like, it looked like you were crying that I would have been so scared. And I said, you know, one time when I was a little girl, I got lost in a park and I remember I cried so hard and I was so scared. He just did not want to participate in the conversation. So I kind of just let it go. And I was like, just so you know, like anytime you feel scared, you should always come tell mama or papa. And we always should talk about feeling scared anytime that that happens. And we will always make sure that you're safe. And we made a big mistake today and we're so sorry and blah, blah, blah. So, and then I had my husband talk to him and Like, I don't know how else to process this. So he seemed okay with it, but I felt like traumatized by it. I felt so awful seeing this video and seeing how sad and scared he was. And just to think of like what those few minutes must have felt like to him. And then also to feel like he couldn't tell us those things that he felt like he needed to just kind of like stuff that down and be like, no, it's fine. It's no big deal. When clearly he was like very frightened. So that was yesterday. And now I'm like finding myself super fixated on that video. Like I was thinking about it all of last night. I woke up during the night and thought about it. I've been thinking about it a lot today. And I'm kind of getting it wrapped up into this whole, like he's leaving for kindergarten and he's going to be, you know, right now it is preschool. He's across the street and now he's going to be four blocks away. And I understand that like... (laughs) you send your kid to school. Most people don't have the luxury of sending them across the street. So I need to just kind of get over this whole like four block thing because it's really not that big of a deal. But it's a big change for us. And that's been like really stressing me out. And seeing how scared he was yesterday, like was traumatizing to me. And I remember recently a mom saying to me, I think it was someone I was interviewing. I think she was saying one of her kids is like four or five. And she was like, yeah, 
this is like right around the age that kids have their first memory. And so she's like, I'm really conscious of my child, like things that happen with my kid because I always think, oh, is this going to be their first memory? So that's all I was thinking yesterday was, oh my God, what if this is his first memory? What if this like, yeah, so my earliest memory is when I was locked out of my house and I was screaming for my dad on the front porch. (laughs) What if that's his first memory? Which of course I said to my husband last night, which of course made him feel like crap. (laughs) And I was like, I just have to tell you this because it's what I'm thinking. So it's just been making me super like anxious and nervous and like not able to really focus on things today. And today's a Monday and I need to get a lot of stuff done and I don't have the luxury to like not do stuff today, but I'm feeling really crippled by just kind of my anxiety around this whole thing around that this happened and that Vinny's going to kindergarten and it just, it's like kind of closing in on me. And as someone who's prone to anxiety and worry, these are the things that happen in my head. Like a couple things will happen at a certain time or in conjunction with each other. And then I just kind of start reeling. And those of you I know, anyone who struggles with anxiety can relate to that where you're like, in my rational mind, I can say like, it's fine. But then in my like, not so rational mind, I'm freaking out and I don't really know how to make it stop. So this is what I wanted to kind of share with you is talking through how action alleviates anxiety and how I've specifically been doing that today because this is not new to me. Like these kinds of scenarios and how I process them and get fixated on them and crippled by them is not new to me. And there's been times when I've lived by myself where it's been like long periods of time where I'm like, I mean, not incapacitated, but like really struggle to get myself out of feeling anxious around things. And then like the anxiety can kind of turn into like a depression where I just feel like I just want to like escape and like watch TV or like just kind of check out of things. Not like in any hazardous ways, but just I really like go inward and stop being productive altogether, except for like external accountability. Like, some, you know, if I had to show up for a job, I'd show up for the job. But then as soon as I get home, I'd be like, I'm just curling up on the couch. <laughs> so like I can always be on for the things I have to be on for. But in past times of my life, not in any recent times, but in past times of my life, definitely in my 20s, I would like very much like turn inward and just be like as self-contained as possible during those times of anxiety. So here's what I do now though, because this is something that cycles for me like repeatedly throughout my life. And it comes up in times of stress or times of it's like triggered by trauma. And I mean, you know, what happened yesterday, it's traumatic to me because I saw my kid feeling really unsafe. I don't want to minimize other kinds of trauma by calling it trauma. But when you see your child feeling unsafe and feeling truly scared, that is traumatic for the child and it's traumatic for the parent to witness. So in that context, it was traumatic for us. Okay. So there's three things that really helped me in alleviating and using action to alleviate anxiety. And these are the things that I always go back to. And I know, like, I literally will catch myself and be like, here I go. Like I am spinning. Like I am going to that place where I'm not processing well and I'm finding myself like wanting to shut down and wanting to disconnect at a time when I can't do that. So here's what I need to do to pull myself out. So the first thing is physical movement. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. 
I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. And you guys have heard me talk so much about exercise and what it means to me and how it helps me. So physical movement, intense exercise helps me alleviate anxiety by just like sweating it out and getting those endorphins makes a huge, huge difference. But also other exercise that really helps me, which I will sometimes do, you know, more than once in a day would be either walking or running because I can really process thoughts when I'm walking or running. So if I'm doing like, you know, lifting weights or doing some sort of like, you know, kickboxing kind of workout, I'm not really processing thoughts when I do that. I'm just like blowing off steam, which feels really great. And it always feels so much better when I'm done. Like I literally can like feel like, I feel like anxiety, just like, it's like steam that like comes off my body as I sweat it out in a hardcore workout like that. But I don't get to process and think through like, okay, now that you're doing this, then you can do that. And the next thing you're going to do today is this. Like, I don't think through like super rational linear thoughts while I'm exercising in that way. But when I walk or run, I can actually think through things in a linear way. So this morning I did my normal workout, which was a weight routine with dumbbells. (laughs) I don't know why I had a hard time getting that out. So I did my weight training exercise this morning for about 30 minutes. But then after I dropped Vinny off at school, I was really struggling to focus and just really caught up in like thinking about the video and thinking about yesterday. And and so I went for a 40 minute walk and that really helped me like start to process some things and then get my mindset like, okay, like this is how you can like collect yourself and move on with your day. Also during that walk, I intentionally listened to a podcast of a woman who would inspire me to take action today. So I listened to Amy Porterfield. She has a podcast called Online Marketing Made Easy, which is my favorite business podcast. And I knew that I needed something. I needed to listen to a woman and I needed to listen to someone who would inspire me to take action and not just sit and sulk today, which is really what I felt like doing. And so I listened to an episode of her podcast intentionally knowing that like, if I listen to something that she's talking about on her show, I will be inspired to take action in my day and move forward a little bit, even though I'm feeling a little overwhelmed today. So I was intentional about what I listened to. The next thing that helps me is staying in motion in other areas of my life. And this is kind of a distraction technique, but I knew like for me, I was like, okay, if I go get on Facebook live, 
that will keep me moving forward. If I go send an email, that will keep me moving forward. If I go, you know, engage in these Facebook pages and reply to things like kind of low energy tasks, but like just little things that keep me moving forward, that will keep me in momentum and stop me from crippling myself. And then I made a deal with myself that I could take a little bit of a longer lunch if I wanted to and watch a full episode of Million Dollar Listing. (laughs) And so usually I take like 20 minutes for lunch, but I was like, you know, if I can get through these things this morning and stay in motion through this morning, then at lunch, I'm going to like let myself crash a little bit and indulge in a full hour long episode of a TV show and just chill out a little bit. So I did that. And then the third thing for me that helps action alleviating anxiety is talking it out. And so that might be for you talking it out with a friend, with a coworker, with, you know, your partner, with the person that you're having the problem with. I mean, for sure, if it's like a confrontational kind of a thing, like having that uncomfortable conversation to just get through something can for sure be the thing that helps alleviate the anxiety. For me, and before we wrap today, I'm so excited to share our second sponsor, So I'll tell you what I did in a second, but so having a conversation with someone, just, you know, leaning on a friend or writing it out. And so writing it out is another great way, especially for introverts. A lot of introverts, they enjoy processing internally. So I like processing internally, but not sometimes through writing, but it has to be at the right time. And that's usually not immediate for me. Like my immediate thing is talking it out and then processing in my head through movement. So like with exercise, like with walking or running. The other way I can process is through like group texts have been a good thing for me for processing in recent years because I have a couple different group texts with girlfriends that I'm on or for me, the podcast. <laughs> like, So that's why I had to push record today. I was like, this is a topic that I need to talk about right now. That's like an event that I want to process. And it's a valuable conversation because I know I'm not alone in having these experiences So I'm just going to put this together into a podcast really quick. And that actually will be really helpful in me with processing. And I talked about this a couple months ago when I did the episode on Vinny's teacher and the big episode on deceit and Vinny's teacher, and which I will link to in the show notes for this episode. But with that episode, I talked about that for me, like I process by talking things through and like connecting dots of the story and putting timelines together and like all of that, like that's really, really valuable to me. And it helps me work through it. Like replaying things in a really specific way out loud. That's part of how I process things. Like the same thing happened a couple of years ago. I witnessed a drowning and it was like, actually, and I talked about it on here and I told multiple people about it as well, like before I did the podcast about it. But when I can talk things through and tell the story in chronological order, like that really helps me process. So I'm sure I have friends in my life who are like, can you not tell so many details with your story? But I've learned that like, that's kind of how I process things is to like put all those pieces together and then have like that complete package right there. My process of talking it out is sharing the story in full details and like all of the story, which might not always be fun for other people to hear, but it's really helpful to me. So those are my three things for action. Alleviating anxiety is getting in physical movement, exercise and walking or running to process, staying in motion in other areas of my life, kind of using that as a distraction or diversion tactic, and then talking it out and processing through words, whether that would be through writing or through talking but getting it out through words, I think is really, really helpful. So I wanted to share that with you 
in case you have anything that's maybe anxiety invoking in your life right now. And yeah, like I actually, I have to say, I feel so much better just from recording this. Like I honestly, this is the best. It's 4.15 in the afternoon and I finally feel like, oh, God, now I can start my day. <laughs> so like this is a huge part of processing for me. So thank you for being part of that with me. But also I think that it's really valuable to recognize like what it takes to get through it, to work through anxiety, because I think that it can be kind of a multi-pronged approach for some people. And the not the same thing will work every time, but to know what your go-tos are is really, really important because I know what my go-tos are and I know what works for me. And so I don't feel like I waste nearly as much time being stuck in anxiety anymore because I know like I'm having that feeling. It's a feeling in my stomach. It's like my heart drops to my stomach and it's this pit and it's like turning and twisting. I know exactly what it feels like. So when I feel that coming on, I can immediately go into action and start to do something about it and feel really like I'm in control of it rather than it being in control of me. So I hope this has been helpful. Definitely let me know if it has. Feel free, shoot me a DM and Instagram, or you can email me at info at shamelessmom.com if this has been meaningful to you. Obviously, continuing the conversation over in our private Facebook group at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook is super valuable as well. And these are the kinds of things we're, you know, we're always talking about over there. So I always appreciate people participating in those conversations because I think they're so, so valuable so that none of us have to be alone in going through these challenging moments of motherhood and and life. So thank you. Thank you for listening. And I can't wait to be back here in two more days with another episode and interview for you. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. 
Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it.